In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's January 11th, 2013, and you're listening to episode 65 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And I'm Lauren. And we're coming to you the, from the plague hospital in which Maggie and I have been quarantined. I think I saw somewhere that a Dr. Watson's supposed to be uh, coming to check on us, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling yep. better already. Yeah, yep. right? <laughs> Though I don't know. <coughs> I think I might need a, another ex- private examination. <coughs> a chest rub? Yes. I think I need more of that Vicks Vapo rub rubbed on my bosom. <laughs> and I believe Dr. Watson would be the first person, the best person to do that. So anyways, my theory, because my family has been passing around these symptoms since about the 22nd. Yes. Is that the Mayans are culling us slowly <laughs> with germs. Because yeah. this flu epidemic has just exploded all over the continent. Yeah, and I should apologize to everyone right now. I'm going to try and cut out any coughing that I'm doing, but um, I might not be able to cut out quite all of it in case someone else is actually, you know, making a salient point that I want to keep in while I'm coughing a little later. So, because Maggie and her family have been sick. This is this is why that we've only gotten to podcasting now, because Karen contacted me and asked me if I wanted to podcast, and my answer was that I was dead. And I asked, does this mean I get your yarn stash? Yes, and so, that is where I decided I would put the point in my will where there has to be pudding wrestling to get my yarn stash. I'm ready for it. I know you are. You're going down, Lauren. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I've just had this weird... I've had the usual sort of chest congestion that I get with a cold, except I haven't had any of the other symptoms of a cold. I've just had the chest congestion for the last few days, so I've doped myself a bit, so hopefully I won't be coughing a lot, but we'll see. I've been healthy for the first time in a year. Well, you might not be for the next little while. She has taken all the health potions. Yep. Damn it! She took all our health points. Yep. Okay, so anyways, we made it past the apocalypse into 2013, and we are just sort of limping our way into January. I don't know about you, I'm bouncing. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Can we kill the healthy person, please? <laughs> yes, we can. Okay, so... Yeah, so hopefully you guys are healthy, though. Yeah. And will remain to be so. Please get your flu shot, if you have not already. Because Dr. Watson can't see everybody. Dr. W- Dr. Watson will be too busy with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> get your own hot doctor, thank you get, very much. Get your own hobbit doctor? I'm just grinning. I'm, just no, really imagine, I'm imagining Bilbo in, in, like, cozy sweaters and just... Ugh. See, I want uh, Smog to heat me up a hot water bottle and come and cozy with me. I don't think there are many degrees between not breathing fire and incinerating everything with dragons. Oh, like you're an expert on dragons now. Anyways, <laughs> moving along. Moving into what, so what have we been working on? You remember that I had that baby blanket to do? Yeah. Before January? Yes. I finished it. Yay! Let's see. Ta-da's! Oh, That's so, so cute. cute. Okay, so this was done in the Red Heart acrylic. Mm-hmm. And it is, what was it, the So Soft? Yeah. Whatever the, their brand is. Which, you know, is not absolutely terrible on the, you know, knitter's fingers. But it is a baby blanket, and it is the Pine Forest baby blanket, free pattern on Ravelry. 
And in the corner, it is green, and in the corner I made a felt cir circular emblem that I blanket stitched on, and on top of that is the white Green Lantern symbol. Because so this is for a baby who is going to a superhero family. The the whole nursery theme is superhero. Dad's a tattoo artist, and he's probably going to have lightsabers and all sorts of stuff, like, from the time he can walk. <laughs> Seriously, coolest kid on the block. I kid you not. Speaking as someone who feels like they're five. Coolest kid on the block. All of the uh, onesies on the uh, the couple's registry... Mm -hmm. I'll have the Batman symbol, or the <laughs> Superman symbol, or the Green Lantern symbol, or, you know, stuff like that. So it's the onesies with all the superhero logos on the front. That's awesome. Yeah. So I finished this, but then I got sick. Yeah. Ask me when the uh, baby shower is. When? Tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. So I emailed the dad and said, look, it's not going to get there in time. It's finished. It's not going to get there in time for the baby shower. So yeah. here's a picture of what it is to prove that it's done. Uh, he totally flipped out. He absolutely loved it. <laughs> he says, I'm sure it's going to become the favorite. I think daddy kind of wants it. Because <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this particular daddy to want it. Anyway, so that's done. And I was also working on the Jaffrey hat. Ooh. Which I have gotten this A lot far more on. done since the last I saw. Yeah. I have gotten that far. Now remember, this is fingering weight, and it's Kel it's Celtic and twisted cables all over the place. Mm -hmm. That looks intense. But it's gorgeous. So I have... Now, really, I only have this much left. Yeah. So, She's holding up a ball, like, the size... This is a ping pong ball. Yeah, I was going to say about the size of a ping pong ball. So you're supposed to do four chart repeats. I'm ending my third, and I think I'm going to do the decreases after the third. I think that's just the way yeah. that it's going to have to be for me to finish with this particular yarn. And that is what I have been doing because I am trying to be monogamous again. Really? I am trying to grow my cherry back. Honey, I don't think that works. No. <laughs> I am trying to be monogamous again because I actually get stuff done. Because after this, I've got two pairs of socks to finish and a cardigan sweater. That Woo. is the crazy pie. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. This is the... This is the... Two bed two? Easy yeah. Ruffle Cardi? Yes. Also known as a slice of crazy pie. Yes, because it's the never-ending two by two rib. Yeah. So the sleeves go out to either side. There's the inside. And this is just going to keep going round and 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 as you can see, it is a two by two rib. Forever! That looks But you've got, like, what, six inches so far? That's about five inches. It really is pretty Not bad. It is going to be very pretty and comfortable when I get it. It is getting longer. I finished one Hobbit sock. Yay! Pretty. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Because as I said, I am trying to be monogamous. People will poo-poo it, and they can, they're can they fine doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Even I am having a hard time understanding that whole monogamy, monogamy thing. So have you been doing any knitting while you've been off? I, tr I have done a little, but you wouldn't know it. I might have gotten home a week before Christmas and had to do the decreases on my hat that I was giving my dad for Christmas and that just wasn't happening before Christmas so I wrapped it up and <laughs> gave it to him with the picture and he loves it but is not done yet <laughs> and that's like a month after he found out three, three four weeks after he found out that he's supposed to have a hat yeah yeah and 
I had decided I wanted to give my sister something, but then I knew I wasn't going to get around to it, so I ended up wrapping up yarn and needles and, like, a Ravelry thing that's, like, with the website. Yeah. And saying, we'll sit down and she can pick what she wants within reason because I have to be able to, you know, handle the pattern. Yeah. And she loves the idea, we are yet to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, just because you go home for the break doesn't mean everyone else is on break. So Yeah. Some of us still have to work. So getting that part done didn't go over so well because either she was having things she was doing Mm -hmm. or I was having things I was doing. Well, that's okay. That just but, gives you more time to finish your yeah, dad's hat. Yeah. yeah. And, but with the decreases, I just seem to, every time I put it down, I forget where I was. And then when I try to figure it out, I can't, for some reason, see it with this yarn where I was, like, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I've been screwing it up several times over. And I'm kind of at a point where I'm not really sure how badly I've screwed up and what I'm doing. So I feel like I need help. Bring it by one day. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. So, you do have help here. No real good improvements in the last month, which is really sad, because that's when I should have had time. And then in slightly non-knitting news, you finally saw the second season of Sherlock. Yes! <laughs> and now you want more! I'm... S- <laughs> words. 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 Use your words. Words are not happening. Words, but non-spoilery words. I am so angry. That That's all I can say. I am so <laughs> angry. I literally ended up punching the side of the couch. I was so angry. Right in the feels. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I... Uh, and now you're in the same boat we are, where it's like, oh my god, I want it to be season yeah. three already. Yeah, and this was... I was watching it, the whole thing, from the beginning, even though I had seen season one. Yeah. I watched it from the beginning on, because my mom and dad hadn't seen it. Now we're all just sitting here going, what do we do? And dad looked at me, and he's like, well, you'll know. When, <laughs> when is the next one coming out? I was like... Dude, it's not going to be for, like, a year. Yeah. None of us are impressed. We can cling to each other and weep. Pure rage. In solidarity. I'm not at the sadness longing stage. I am at the anger stage. <laughs> You'll get through the stages eventually with the rest of us. I just need more. Okay, so, as for me... Yeah, so my Hobbit socks are almost done. I have... One of them I'm doing the ribbing on. And I'm almost pretty much done that. I should, I could cast off. The other one, I am at the point to start the ribbing. Awesome. So, That's with really a little good. more time, I will have finished Hobbit socks. I love that yarn. Well, you know where to find the yarn. Yes. And actually, I was thinking, I think the next pair of movie socks, I should probably cast on something if I want to go to the movies sometime soon, because I still haven't seen Les Miserables, because I haven't been in the mood to sob for three hours straight. But if I'm going to go to the movies, I should cast something on. But I should probably just save those that next pair of socks for movies, because I don't actually have that much variegated, or wildly variegated, socks that rock left. And that is my preferred movie socks yarn. <laughs> I'm going to have to ration it for a little while, especially because I'm trying not to buy yarn for the next... Or buy much yarn for the next couple months. And then today I was working a little more on those fingerless gloves that I mentioned. I have one done and I need to weave in the ends on it. The other one I am about ready to separate stuff for the fingers. It just got sort of pushed aside for a while because I was working on it and then I was on the bus and it was like, oh, I can't do anything else. Because I'd gotten to the point where I needed to put the, the thumb stitches Mm -hmm. the thumb gusset on a holder, and I didn't have anything to put them on. Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, I would have to put it aside. So I put it, I had to, you know, put that aside until I had time to put it on a holder or something. And then I ended up sort of forgetting about it for a little while. But I have one done. The other one, I'm almost ready to do the fingers on it. I really like that. And these are the ones that I'm doing in Koigu. K-P-P-P-M. The one I named Harold. Yeah. It's pinks and purples. Because it doesn't have an... I think all colorways should have a name, not a number. Right. Not... And it didn't come with a name, so I named it Harold. Yeah. Koigu just has numbers for there. I would have thought of rainbows and gumdrops. Just because it makes me think of gumdrops, and I don't know what gumdrops are, but if I had to think of what a gumdrop is, that's what it is. (laughs) You never had a gumdrop. I don't know what a gumdrop is. You like little gummies, but they're just little... Oh, then I had a gumdrop. I just didn't know what it was. I thought those were jujubes. Well, yeah, they're basically... Well, that's what They're what we would call jujubes. The gumdrops that I know of look like little gummy mountains, and they've got sugar all over the outside. I briefly started some socks with my turtle pearl stripey toes that I got. Some of the stuff that I got at the purple pearl quite a while ago. I basically have the toe of a sock. With the stripe. Yeah, that really cool. <laughs> and this colorway, this colorway is called Miss K's Big Day. I just saw it and it was like, it's pinks and black and it's called, and reds, and it's called Miss K. It's not named <laughs> after me, but. Why not? I was like, the initial fit. I almost went to see a band this December and it was called, I think, The Ranting Maggie. <laughs> and I'm like, I so would have, I wanted to go, but we couldn't arrange the uh, babysitting fast enough. And then the other thing I've been working on is I've been working on the blanket for a friend of mine that I'm doing. And I finally figured out the most efficient way to do it was just to take one of the balls of yarn and knit individual squares, even though it means I'm going to have to sew them up later, which, yeah, it's going to be fun. But uh, Is that hard? I hate sewing. It's just tedious. I want when I want when things are done. I want them to be done done. I don't want to have to sew things together. Isn't it just like in out type? Like when I learned in like grade school. Yeah, but that's not knitting. It's not her preferred craft. But okay, but it's not that it's hard. No, she didn't okay. say it's hard. She didn't say it was hard. It was just tedious. Well, I, it's just don't boring. I don't know about half the knitting world. But so I figured. But if I did like strips or something, then I wouldn't be able to take it with me, and it just wasn't getting any progress on it. So I figured the most efficient way to do it is just to take the ball of yarn, cast on the stitch, the number of stitches that I want, and at the number of st- rows that I want, cast off, cast on the same, and just keep go through each ball of yarn one at a time mm-hmm. and knit as many squares from that ball of yarn as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm using the Knit Picks Swish, I think is the name for their acrylic yarn, in the bulky weight. And I've got like a dark sort of burgundy red, navy blue, a dark green and a gray. And so basically I am just going to hodgepodge them all. Knit all the square, knit as many squares as possible, and then I'm going to arrange them when they're all done. And I've got two balls of each, so you know, I should have enough for a blanket. I might need to order one more, depending on how big it ends up being. But I was already thinking of like, okay, how do we want to put this together? You know, I could put it together in like little diamonds or like, you know, diagonal lines or something like that. I don't mm. know. It's the sort of thing too when I because that way too when I this way I finish all the squares, and then I can decide what yeah. I want the pattern to be. Yeah. Instead of having to decide that now. And that's been working up pretty quickly. I found that I get about seven squares from each ball, maybe eight. I need to weigh what I have left of the... I did, I did the green first. And I need to weigh what I have left of the green yarn and weigh one of the squares and see if the weights match or if I have more, you know, if the weight, if the weight of the ball is more, in which case I have enough yarn for one more square. But like I said, I'm basically just going to just knit squares and then see how it goes. And when I get to the point of putting them all together, I'll see how big it ends up being. 
And if I want it bigger, I'll just order more yarn. And it's good for the bus, because then I just, you know, sit on the bus and... It's mindless knitting, pretty yeah. much, because it's all garter stitch. Yeah, I'm just doing trip. it all in garter stitch. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything special, but not really. I well... Got, I only got... <clears throat> oh, yeah, so did anybody get anything knitting-related for Christmas? I didn't get knitting-related. I got Hobbit-related. Ooh. I got a pretty, pretty limited edition moleskin book. Ooh. That I'm already doodling in. Yeah, I forgot to mention, I actually ordered them from Amazon like a few weeks ago. I forgot to mention that mine came in. And my plan, I am told, my plan to send my brothers the identical uh, marshmallow guns and identical ammo. Yes. Worked. (laughs) I hope there's video footage. Um, I've asked for photo evidence, and apparently the photo evidence is still in Florida, so I have to chase down the person who's still in Florida. But yes, apparently... There was a marshmallow war that happened. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is awesome. <laughs> so mission accomplished. I am. I am very much satisfied. World's greatest sister ever. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, did you get anything nitty for Christmas? No, no, no. Yeah, I just got gift certificate for the fiber garden in Jordan, which I already have an idea of what I want to get because there's a project I've been thinking of for a while. Which I won't mention just yet, even okay. though I have, you guys know, or at least Maggie knows about it. And I kind of want to get the yarn for it from them, but I would need to contact them about like, so are you going to be re-dyeing one of those colors sometime soon? Because I would like to use a certain color for it. You have at least four projects. You can already think of other things you want to do. Oh, I can, yeah. I can think of five other things I want to do. Yeah. What? This one, and this one has a, a something of a, it's not a deadline deadline. It's sort of the same kind of deadline as the Hobbit along stuff. It's not a deadline where it's like, I have to get it done for this event for like Christmas or whatever. But it's sort of a, a spiritual deadline. I would like to have it done for a certain thing. I didn't show you. Karen gave me yarn for Christmas. She dyed it herself. That's so yes. cool. It is a vibrant Bahamian blue turquoise. <gasps> It's like her favorite color, too. <gasps> I need to see that. That's the closest I've seen her come to an orgasm. <laughs> wow. Not like I actually, you know, watch Yarn-gasm. Lauren. Yarngasm. And she's wow. not even she seeing had, it. She had a yarngasm. Yeah. I broke Lauren. Never mind. <laughs> yes, I will show you the yarn anyway. sometime this weekend. Don't even know what to say. It's okay. Anyway, so moving on. Moving on. <laughs> into Geek Squee. Geek squeeze. Because of course you've been away for a while, so there's been some geeky stuff that's been going on. So we won't, we are not going to try and cover the last three weeks in geek, because yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, you're just going to have to fend for yourselves on some issues. Yeah. However, I would like to point out a happy thought. Worsted for Wear comic, Knitter's comic, is now daily. Yes! Yes! So go over there, read the comic, and please, like, buy her prints or whatever so that you can keep supporting her so she can keep doing that every single day. Because, you know what, because sometimes... I want more worsted for wear. That is just, like, the highlight of my day. We've mentioned it before, but just to detail, yeah, it is a an online comic strip about knitters at Worsted for Wear, W-O-R-S-T-E-D-F-O-R-W-E-A-R. And it's done by, it's actually done by a couple, I'm Rachel and Josh that. Anderson. And I love their comic. I love it, too. I love all of their different uh, lives and worlds Mm -hmm. and how knitting comes into them. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different characters in it, and each one of them has their own little knitting quirks. And there are actually quite a few I've noticed where, like, someone will be wearing a sweater, and you can kind of... They've put in enough detail in the sweater... Just enough and like the shaping and stuff that you can kind of tell. I think that's that sweater that was a nitty. Like, <laughs> seriously? Oh, yeah. Or they'll mention like. Yeah, whoever writes these, they're a knitter. 
You can't you can't fake you can't some fake of the yeah. I can't I can't remember which I think Rachel is does the writing and Josh does the drawing. Or it might just be a combination. it might be a combination of the two. Because I think Rachel does some of the, the drawing too. I don't I can't remember. But yeah, I love it. And I don't check it every single day or even before that I didn't check it every single week, but that was just so like I would check it every once in a while and then I'd have a whole bunch of strips to read. I can't do that. You have to be every day or every week? I I'm I have multiple comics that I go to just so that I can do the rotation of okay, I need something fresh to read. <laughs> oh, but moving into some other comic related stuff. As the weeks go on, we are creeping closer and closer to filming of ABC's new show, Shield. Happy Geek Squee. And what was it that a certain tweet said? Yes, I I was grinning for like 10 minutes at work earlier this week. Because Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson, tweeted, Just had a costume fitting for a new show I'm doing. Man, it felt good to put on that suit. Hashtag shield. And just, I just, oh, if we get Coulson back, I have feels. P-H-E-E-L-S. <laughs> if anybody saw, you know, an aurora borealis or rainbows sparking out of Ontario, that was probably Karen. Yes, rainbows were flying out of my ass <laughs> at this burst of happiness. But yes, and actually Joss Whedon is apparently directing and writing the pilot. So this is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be good. I mean, it officially hasn't been, it hasn't officially been picked up yet by ABC. Like, because what they're, you know, they're doing a pilot. They submit the pilot to the network. The network then decides if they want to buy half a season or a full season of shows. Like, Who is not going to buy this? Yeah, like this is going to be yeah, a problem. I, I mean, seriously. Apparently the president of ABC, Paul Lee, seemed very, according to the Mary Sue, seemed very enthusiastic about the show. Though one of the reasons he mentions is to be enthusiastic is uh, for a very, you know, networky sort of reason. Not for the, yay, it's going to be cool. But because it, it, he predicts that it's when it'll be high for what they call co-viewing, which is where parents and kids will watch the show together. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, networky, we think this is going to be hit for a hit for economic reasons they have to have to get the show on the air. I don't care. So it was kind of funny. Um, the Mary Sue quotes Lee saying that there's some great relationships in it. So there's a lot of really funny male-female relationships, very flirtatious ones that go through it. And the Mary Sue's comment on that was, look, kids, there are things you can ship. Which, what? For those that have never heard the term ship before... It's short for a relationship, where the fans get totally behind two characters being in a relationship, or wanting to see two characters in a relationship. Like, say, oh, well, yeah. like say the John Locke shippers, John, John and Sherlock. Sherlock. Oh my god. The Ron and Hermione shippers. Yep. There were Hermione and Harry shippers. Yeah, there are sometimes, war- there are often warring factions of shippers. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so it sounds, certainly sounds like from the, uh, the descriptions of the characters that this one's going to be very popular with the fandom for, I want these two to get together and writing fanfic and doing fan art and everything of the, of that. I think it's going to be huge. If nothing, if for no other reason than, like they said, like the, what did you say? Like two different generations thing? Mm. Because, I mean, I hear people my dad's age talk about the fact that, like, they used to spend their allowance or their, like, money from Coke bottle returns to buy mm-hmm. comics. <laughs> and so they're going to want to see it because of that. And then you've got people my age who, even if you aren't a big comic person, like, I didn't really know a lot about comics. And then I saw Iron Man. 
And ever since yeah. then, it's been all downhill, and it's been bring me anything from Marvel. And I've even gone into the comic part of the world, and so I think that, like, you're going to get, like, this huge fan base from both types, right? Yeah. Like, even some of my friends are not big into it. They just love the Marvel movies. Yeah. And as long as all fans can get together... <laughs> yep. ...and get along, yeah. and we don't get into the huge factions of comic fanboyism... Mm. Uh, see, I don't know about all that stuff because I'm new. So actually, along, and along similar lines, there was an interview with Jamie Alexander, who plays Sif in the Thor movies. A.K.A. Uh, badass Warrior. She was being, being interviewed by MTV News, and she was talking about... One of the things they asked was something about uh, comic book roles in... Or, you know, characters in, the, in Marvel and DC. And she was actually asked if she would be interested in playing Wonder Woman. Yeah, I remember reading about that because she originally said she absolutely by MTV. She asked. loves Wonder Woman. Yeah, but she's not certain if she would do it because nobody takes it very seriously. Yeah, the way that they do some of the other characters. Yeah, and she mentioned one of the things that I that she said that I really like. She said, "You know, you've got very few female superheroes that are dominating film these days. Films these days, unless they're in a skin tight outfit and their boobs are pushed up to their chin, and it's not okay." So yes, yes, more women in. But if she takes that role, then maybe she can make a change in that. Yeah. Well, there's no. I should say, like, she was asked this by MTV about, like, they were like, if you know, if Wonder Woman came up, would you ever want to play her? That sort of thing. I don't okay. think it was actually offered to her because right now it's there was an attempt to do Wonder Woman a few years ago. It didn't get past the pilot stage. Oh, and one thing she said: if she says if you're going to make Wonder Woman, make it like the Born Supremacy, do something awesome like that. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> like, can you imagine like a female character doing that kind of high action? Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be. Awesome. So yes, I, I I would like to subscribe to her newsletter. I love her ideas. Yeah. I love that she says, why does she have to be in hot pants and spandex and all this stuff? Yeah, I get it. It's visually stunning for, you know, half the half the audience. But at least make her grow a pair. So yes. And it's kind of encouraging that she's also, that currently she is playing Sif in Thor, who wears battle armor. Yeah, because, hi, you know, spandex, shiny spandex does not deflect bullets. No. Yeah. Not even a little bit. And then for something that would seem like a comic book, but is actually real life. So, Andrew Schwartz is a, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, neurophysiologist at the University of Pittsburgh. And what he's done, what he's done is spent three decades mapping the connections between the brain and the body. A woman had a degenerative spinal condition, and she could not use her limbs. He has implanted... A small microchip. It's basically a brain implant. And she was able to control a robotic artificial limb to delicately pick up a chocolate bar and feed herself. Now, let's remember this is not science fiction. This is not a comic book. This is not a movie. This actually happened. There has been a connection between a brain implant, a human brain, and an extension to a robotic artificial limb to make them all work together to function delicately enough to pick up a chocolate bar, not crush it, not smear mm -hmm. it, pick it up, and to feed oneself. That is awesome. That's crazy. That is cool for science. And cool for, you know, the potential of what it could become for people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I can only imagine, I mean, it'll take potentially decades, but what it could become for the medical world could be huge. Mm -hmm. This is not available, obviously, yet for, you know, mass use or production. It is still in its trial stages, and it's made news because it's like the first of its kind. But it's like a big yay for medical science. The fact yeah. that they're even able to succeed at that is that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll still have like dozens of trials or more, but Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yay! 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 Improving when quality of life. Science does something cool again. Science always does something cool. <laughs> science does do a lot of cool stuff. It's just that everyone's you know, we don't get to hear about it along with a lot of the, you know, Stuff that happens in the news these days. Yeah. Which is why we like to pimp it out on the show. Because last year there was the Higgs boson and we made it to Mars and then we found water on Mercury. Oh, and speaking of other cool things that science is doing, you also found something about... Oh yeah, speaking about that stuff. (laughs) Who wants to go to Mars? I do! I do! I do! I do! I do! I do! do. You have to wait till 2023. Aww... But there will be a settlement already established by 2023. It is already on underway. The project is called Mars One. It is a not-for-profit organization. They have already been backed by several countries in Europe and around the world. And the idea is that by 2023, there will be a permanent settlement for humans on Mars for us to live and explore and etc. So for that to happen things have to be in place to receive the rotation of astronauts every two years. Yeah. So that is underway right now. And if you want to check it out, we will include the website, but basically it's mars-one.com. And uh, you can purchase their merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and posters. And it all goes towards, you know, helping to make it happen. Make it happen. Who knows? We may all have wallies. Hey, I just think that this is really cool because if I'm one of the first people out there, I could potentially spend most of my life on Mars. Knitting. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, okay, so how much would it cost to ship yarn to Mars? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You might want to bring it with you. Bring it with you. Yeah, but bring it, you, you, there's usually some, usually whether you're shipping it out there or you're bringing it with you, there's some res- payload restrictions. You may have to take a sheep. A sheep, that's a really good one. <laughs> Bring a sheep. Bring that, a sheep and a bucket of dye. Then you have None, to figure out where, where, where to, the colors of dye. Where to keep the sheep and, and what to do with the sheep poop. No, well, sheep poop, manure, for whatever you're going to be growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. Yeah. And as long as you put in the requirements for the sheep as well, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to have something to eat and etc. So probably when it comes to dyeing, we could probably grind up some of the rock minerals that we find on Mars and we could sell... Mars, Mars yarn. yarn! Oh my god. It's out of this world! <laughs> <laughs> Take your knitting to a new level. Oh yeah. <laughs> the website kind of looks like every... I can't even say that this is everybody, but it... They look like little uh, mini condominium, like, hashbacks almost, <laughs> that are all look, connected. They look like little room pod thingies. Yeah. But yeah. very futuristic. Well, it's it's pretty much concept <laughs> stage right now. Uh, It says, to accomplish this, Mars One has developed a precise, realistic plan based entirely upon existing technologies. It is both economically and logistically feasible, in motion through the integration of existing suppliers and experts in space exploration. 
Wow, space exploration. That was something that sort of got stunted and then everybody's been fighting for again. Though, I don't know. Okay, people, other people could probably go from Tamaris for a little while. I don't know if I can move that far away from yarn stores. I know. Just yet. Sheep! Well, you have your own sheep! Well, to begin with, it's, an, it's a rotation of astronauts every two years, so you'd have to become an astronaut first. They're not going to be shipping, you know, your Regular average... Regular civvies. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not becoming an astronaut anytime soon. I doubt you'd be able to take Peanut with you either. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, that. That is a problem. I'm like, no. I'm not leaving my cat behind. <laughs> And I don't think she'd like space very much. No. She doesn't seem to like anything outside this house very much. Let's just say the tranquilizers for the for the liftoff would have to last a really long time. And I don't want to... And, and there's also the trip there to think about and the lack of gravity. Yeah. I don't want to know how the cat would use the litter box in zero G. Yeah, it's not helping. Yeah. So we'll leave the... Um, yeah, you never know. They may develop technology to grow yarn on trees. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Science has done amazing things. It may still happen. Each branch could grow a different color. <laughs> it, or it depends on what kind of water it gets fed and, <gasps> and, nutri- and uh, fertilizer. <laughs> oh my... Wouldn't that be a nice place? Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, a little closer to home, uh, Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield is currently on the International Space Station and tweeting from there. And tweeting particular people. <laughs> yes. Well, particular people are tweeting him. Yeah, that's true. They so started it. He was tweeted by William Shatner, aka a. Captain James Kirk of the Enterprise, and Shatner actually tweeted him and said, "Are you are you tweeting from space?" And Hadfield responded, "Yes, standard orbit, Captain, and we're detecting signs of life on the surface." Geek points. And the nerds <laughs> exploded. <laughs> and the Canadian Space Agency said then tweeted to both of them saying, of course he is, and doing a great job at it. And William Shatner tweeted back with, I'm very impressed. Real astronaut and fictitious space captain tweeting together nerdgasm explosion. Yeah. (laughs) All we needed now was some sort of reference to something being logical. As Reddit's Twitter account said, the entire internet has been won. And actually, Hatfield has been sending down a lot of really cool pictures and things from his time in space. There's actually a really interesting one I've got here. I'm just showing them. Of It's actually an aerial fo- uh, photo from the space station of some of the bushfires that are happening in Australia oh, right wow. now. You can actually see the smoke trails. And, of course, if there are any of our Australian listener- listeners listening, hopefully you are away from where that is happening. And you are hopefully safe. Hopefully you are safe. Yeah. And then hopefully the fires will be contained soon. Of course, with recent events of uh, great national importance in Canada, namely that the NHL has finished its lockout, <laughs> Hadfield also tweeted a picture of himself Toronto Maple with Leafs. a Toronto Maple Leaf sign, which caused apparently a huge flurry of replies from Montreal Canadiens fans. Oh dear. Oh dear. But yeah, the photos I'm looking at are actually from the, the National Post, but... There's some put photos in Hadfield's Twitter stream, which I should mention is CMDR underscore H-A-D-F-I-E-L-D. That's where you can see the tweets and see photos. The photos are beautiful. Yeah. I think it's amazing. There was one I saw the other day. Oh my god. Hadfield reminisced about an earlier meeting between himself and him, himself and TV's Captain Kirk as part of a space agency contest asking people to print out a photo of Hadfield and taking pictures of it around the world. It's a flat astronaut. 
Yes, it is. Like a flat Stanley. But yeah, so you'll probably want to check out the pictures and tweets from the International Space Station, because really... Oh my god, someone is tweeting from outer space! space. Yeah. That is, that is Technology cool. is cool. And apparently, I saw an interview with uh, Hadfield's son, who's actually managing a lot of his sort of social media stuff, and apparently he's got like... In the last week, he's like doubled in followers. <laughs> With all his, and I've seen even like non Canadians, like just a lot of nerdy places retweeting his tweets. Go Canada! And one teeny tiny little thing that I saw earlier tonight apparently we're getting a Jurassic Park 4 in 2014. Oh, good lord! Those things <laughs> scared me half to death. Mind you, I watched them when I was probably a, a really small child. But, oh, they're scary. Cool. Well, soon we're getting, of course, soon we're getting the 3D re-release of the first Jurassic Park movie. No, no, I will not be there. (laughs) Scary. And then Variety has reported that Steven Spielberg will be producing the fourth dinosaur theme park film in 3D. Hey, I think it's really cool. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because I'm still thinking about how scared I was of them before. (laughs) Well, of course, we don't have a script or anything yet, but I'm I'm kind of like, I kind of want to see it, because I love Jurassic Park. And technology has come a long way, and they can only make it more scary now. I don't know if I can handle that. Oh, and also thinking of 3D and things like that, and movie-making magic, um, you can actually see the Industrial Light and Magic Oscar visual effects reel for the Avengers online. They've got it on the Mary Sue. And it's kind of interesting seeing, because this is the what they show. I was actually just listening to the Down in Front podcast, where a bunch of the guys who do the podcast actually work in visual effects. Um, and so they attend what is called the Visual Effects Bake Off every year to choose who's going to be nominated for the Visual Effects Oscar. And so they were saying basically what each... They have, like, a short list of ten different movies. What they do is each team then introduces a short, like, ten-minute demo reel of the visual effects, and they have a little question and answer. So you can actually see, like, what things ILM wanted to show their peers to prove that they should be nominated Mm. for the visual effects Oscar, which is kind of interesting. And it does give a lot of really quick little glimpses of, like, how they... You know, the original footage of a shot and how they add the Hulk to it or something like that, which is really cool. And actually, the Avengers did end up getting a nomination for Best Visual Effects. So it should be interesting to see who wins that, especially because it's up against, like, The Hobbit and a couple other movies, which are sort of... And Life of Pi. I haven't seen that. I want to see that one. I want to see that, but I want to read it first, and I haven't read it. Yeah. Okay, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes, I have a couple things. One is an Etsy store called Yarn vs. Zombies. And you can search on it. It's like etsy.com slash shop slash yarn vs. zombies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Their logo thing is really funny. It's a zombie with yarn tangled around it. Yet another tactic that we can employ, maybe for the acrylics. I guess they've got a whole bunch of yarns. There are some Doctor Who inspired yarns. You're not going to use the Merino or the cashmere. There are some Doctor Who inspired yarns that I've found. Yeah, I like that. There are some self-striping balls of yarn. Oh, I like that a lot. What's it called? Summer bouquet? Yeah. Yeah, This is one of the sole ones. Well, I can understand why. There's one here. The colorway is called Steampunk Adventurous. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Which is in grays and blues and purples and pinks. 
Because steampunk does not necessarily have to mean brown. Mm-hmm. Steampunk. By the looks cool. of it, she does custom orders. And shop updates are usually on Tuesdays around 10 a.m. From what I can understand, Australia that's 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, because she's located in Melbourne, Australia. So if you're one of our listeners that is not in North America, if you're in New Zealand or Australia or that sort of part of the world, and so therefore you're used to hearing us about stores that would cost an arm and a leg to ship to you, you might want to check this one out. Though I have looked at her shipping. Fight like a girl. That's one of the... Well, hey, Melbourne and New Zealand is where they keep all the sheep anyway. Mm-hmm. The shipping to Canada is actually like five, five, six bucks. Wow. Canadian. Not which bad. is not bad. I would probably cost quite a bit more to ship it the other way, yeah. knowing Canada Post. Actually, it's five or six bucks for the base cost, and then with another, every additional item is like $2.50, which is not bad. And same about the same to the United States. Everywhere else besides Australia, in Australia is $4, about $4.50 US, and everywhere else is about $6.50 US. So shipping is pretty reasonable, and the colors are pretty. Gorgeous. And there's quite a few different types of bases, though there's not a lot in the shop right now. Oh, I uh, want to make a hat silk. out of that. Merino silk sock yarn. Can I make a hat? I want a hat. It's the Metsuri colorway. It's yellow and purple and like a slightly turquoisey blue and brown or an orangey brown. If it is possible to truly, truly love a yarn, I think I found it. Yarngasm. Really? I'm never going to get used to you saying that. You can all pre- also pre-order kits. So you can pre-order like a shawl kit of 150 grams in one color. You can pre-order a sweater kit. You can pre-order shawl kits in different colors. Someday when I get my black belt in Taekwondo, I'm going to get a special colorway made and it's going to be called the Jinja Ninja. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. But yeah, so that's Yarn versus Zombies at Etsy. And like I said, that's Yarn vs. Zombies. And actually, similar, I forget if we've mentioned this seller before, Nerd Girl Yarns. Yes, we have, I yes, think. Have. I think we have. But in case we haven't, there's the dire Nerd Girl Yarns, where you can get to, you can get straight to the shop by putting in shop.nerdgirlyarns.com. And of course, she dyes stuff for all different fandoms, inspired by Harry Potter, by Leverage, by Supernatural... Monty Python, Zombieland, what? other movies. Harry Potter. There are tons of Harry Potter yarn all over the internet. Are you? I am just learning these things. Inspired by Katniss Everdeen. <gasps> Sorry. Ooh, Stargate. I love that color. Walking Dead. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all sorts of lovely, lovely yarns. All sorts of different yarns. 3D effect. What? Basically, you knit in red and blue. Sort of like the, the 3D red glasses. 3D glasses. Awesome. But yeah, she, got lo- she has lots of gorgeous stuff. But she also, in the Nerd Girl Yarns group on Ravelry, she made an announcement about some spoilers for new colorways that she's doing, including a couple inspired by Sherlock. There's 221B Baker Street, or Sherlock's yarn, in white and sort of a navyish blue and gray and a little bit black. And I love it, and I want it. And then there's the For Queen and Country colorway for Watson. See, I really like that one. Blue and white and sort of different shades of brown, all sort of flowing into each other. And it's super pretty. But also, something else we've mentioned on this show before, she has colorways that are going to be coming out inspired by the Parasol Protectorate. 
my little cherry blossom, which is the Lord Akeldama colorway. Which, which is like, beautiful! Yeah, which looks like purple and orange and blue and prettiness. He's a very extravagant vampire. And there's also the Order of the Brass Octopus. You guys make me want yarn. Yes? Should this surprise you? No. Yeah, you can see these colorways by going to the Nerd Girl Yarns group. And in the discussion board, there's a thread called Announcements 2013. If I had every single yarn that I fall in love with when I'm with you guys, I would literally not be able to finish knitting them. Ever. That's why people have a stash. That's why I have the stash that I do have. And some people keep their yarn in their stash because they like it just as it is. They don't want to knit it. They just want to have it. Because it's pretty. And finally, one last little thing before we go. You may have heard of the dog shaming Tumblr, where people can post pictures of their dogs with whatever damage they have done and a little sign saying what they have done to try and shame their dog into, theoretically, I guess, behaving better if the dogs can't read. So there you go. And I don't... Well, Franklin Habit has started the yarn yarn shaming Tumblr, which... Includes pictures of yarn and little notes about how the yarn has brought shame upon itself. So there's one here that says, I was a completely different shade of blue in the yarn store. We've all been there. There's also one that says, when I said I was fingering weight, well, that was just a lie. I don't know if he's accepting submissions, but I'm sure there will be on, I'm sure soon there will be a yarn shaming hashtag on Tumblr that you may want to check out. And if you want to see it, it's yarn shaming, Y-A-R-N, S-H-A-M-I-N-G dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. I'd like to add in here that for anybody who's having Harry Dresden withdrawals from going through cold days and now having to wait for, oh, I don't know, the next apocalypse before we get a book, I have found a new series. I don't know, I can't remember if it was mentioned in our reading dialogue on the Ravelry page, but um, The Iron Druid Chronicles by Kevin Hearn is in a very similar vein to Harry. You'll notice differences right away, but it's in a similar vein as in he is sarcastic and he does have the witty weapon back and forth with certain creatures of supernatural classifications. And he's also hot Irish druid. <laughs> so, and as long as he's, you know, in contact with the ground, he can go all night long. Anyways, so I would recommend the Iron Druid Chronicles for anybody going through Harry Dresden withdrawal. Okay. Anything else you would like to add, Lauren? I want yarn. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good... Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of it out there. There is a lot of it out there. And it's and also pretty. If you remember, there's that uh, Knitter's Fair that's coming up. What? Mm-hmm. You remember the one we went to in April? Your first one? September. Did she go to the Frolic, or did she go... No, she went to the... I think Lauren's first one was the Knitter's Fair in September. Yeah. Oh, okay. At, in Kitchener-Waterloo. That's Coming right. up soon is the Knitter's Frolic, Frolic. in Toronto. That's right. April? Yeah. In April. When in April. Um, let me look. After the 4th? Yes. It's yeah. closer Correct to the end answer. of the month. <laughs> is that when exams are? No, the 4th is my birthday. Okay. The Knitter's Frolic this year is April 27th and 28th. The marketplace is only on the Saturday, so basically the 27th. But yeah, the the marketplace is only on the Saturday. It has vendors from across Ontario, Quebec, New York, and Michigan retailing fiber, knitting, crochet products, and related accessories. 
I cannot wait. Yeah, that's I need really to contact awesome. my boss like now so I make sure I remember to take it off this year. Twenty seventh and twenty eighth. That's right around the time that the like actual last final exam at my school is. So it's a good possibility that I'll already be home. Mm-hmm. That would be really nice. And they're timing. And completely available. So yes, if anyone here, and if, if anyone here is like in the area, like in the Ontario sort of area, or close enough to go to the Frolic, and is wondering about it, you can find it at the Downtown Knit Collective website. It's downtownknitcollective.ca. And along the top, they'll have they have little things about their meetings, and there's knit, a little Knitters Frolic link there. And it's at the Japanese Cult- Canadian Cultural Center in Toronto. So, and if you go and see us, obviously we'll you know make a note of this later, closer to the actual day. But if you know you go somewhere and you see us, come and say hello. I promise not to to uh, physically attack anybody this time. <laughs> yeah, there is a certain designer who had something in Nitty this past time, who on her blog mentioned that she saw us. I believe, at the Knitter's Fair last year, but was too chicken to come up and say hello, because we are supposedly internet's famous. They don't bite, I promise. I can vouch for them. I can bite. Well, I told her we don't bite unless asked very nicely. Yeah, that's true. Om nom nom. Nom nom nom. So, or for by the same token, I will be in Toronto tomorrow. If you ever happen to be in any of the yarn stores in Toronto or anything like that when we happen to be there... Say hello. Oh, dude, I just thought about Nibbles and Sherlock. Oh, boy. Mm, I can think of some nibbling I could do there. Anyway, with that happy thought, <laughs> we'll let you all go. Because I do need to edit this episode still. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's knit one G E E K org. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody.